a nerd's world. My name is Justin. And I'm Andrew. Welcome to the show, or if you listen to the last couple, welcome back to the show. Welcome. Yeah, I, I'm excited to get going again. Um, you know, the, this is a kind of show that I've been wanting to do for a long time, to be able to talk about every random thing that we like. So it, it's really nice to kind of have that venue now. Mm-hmm. And but, what, but what's our topic today? I don't know. I don't know. Well, <laughs> if you had listened to our last episode, Andrew, which obviously you didn't. I, I don't. You I, should. It's a great show. I think they just started, so I I, <laughs> I only listen on the fourth one. Mm. But I heard the third one is more better. More better. More better. So, well, the red ones taste more gooder to me. Well, I pick. So, uh, Andrew picked our first episode, which, as you probably know from looking uh, at the last episode on your uh, downloaded episodes list, was James Bond, and I had the privilege and honor of picking second, and I picked. Marvel Comics' Daredevil. Daredevil. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, That's not dun, a Daredevil dun, noise. Dun, 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 dun. Well, I mean, well, what's that? Uh, what's that singer? Uh, Wake me up inside. <laughs> Wake me up. Evanescence. <laughs> Evanescence. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Boy. Yes. It's Let's d- crank up the Evanescence and get into. Right on. Right on. Let's go. I. You know. We'll we'll get into that movie, but you know it. It's not as bad as people say. It's just not as good as it should have been. What well, what's your what's your experience with Daredevil? Like you know, what's the first thing? Well, here I got uh, my my history is a little bit further on my list here. So let's see <laughs> if I can find it. Well, oh, okay, go ahead. Well, if you got it locked and loaded, yeah, I do. Um, my history with it was when I was a kid watching spider-man the animated series in the 90s me too they they had like a i think it was a one hour special and it was like to save peter parker from uh the kingpin's kind of like shady deals Mm -hmm. that he was unfortunately be part of and yeah i have uh, the episodes on here were called framed and then the second episode was the man without fear yep and very good titles Mm mm-hmm you know, and Matt Murdock was his lawyer, and and also had uh, Daredevils uh, as rescuing Peter Parker and uh-huh. Spider Man. Yeah, and what I really liked about those episodes was that it gave you the backstory of not only Daredevil but Kingpin, mm-hmm. and showed how they mirrored each other. Like they would play. I remember um, when Matt Murdock's father's being killed. You hear young Matt saying, Father, no, and then you they switch right over to Kingpin and his dad doing something and he says, Father, no. Like it it they really kind of paralleled and mirrored each other and showed how these two characters are more or less the same. They just went in different directions. Well, what I remember of that episode in particular, like I don't remember anything about it, but I do remember one scene that I didn't even need to look up is um Matt Murdock explained about like how uh, his origin of like growing up with his father being a boxer and mm-hmm. and going like well my my father wanted to uh, was kind of a pusher and and he kind of shows a guy pushing him against yeah. the wall you know and you see like a clip of young Matt Murdock 
and it's zooming on his face going dun 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 and <laughs> you know and you see the kind of horrid face you know horrified face of him like over his dad like you know i thought mm-hmm. you were good and i think he had a tet i don't know i can't now i can't remember this part but but i i do remember you know his dad wanted to do right and so he steals a sticker that somehow would implicate all right this will prove that i that wilson fisk is a Oh, I don't remember that. I'll have to watch it again. He was he was like ripping it off of a a chemical that like it had like a flower or something. Oh. When underneath it's like the hazard, like mm. poison. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. This that. is my evidence. A sticker. Mm. <laughs> no one puts stickers on anything unless it's to cover up something bad. Can you imagine go to a police department and go like, I got proof of the kingpin of of New York City. Well, what do you got? A sticker with the flower on it. That's the best smoking gun we could have ever hoped for. They covered the hazard poison sign. That's not really evidence. Do you have do you have bookings or dates? You said the no. sticker. I've got the, the sticker. sticker. <laughs> well, and they released when uh, Daredevil came out. See, when the first Spider-Man movies came out, uh, they started releasing single disc compilations of Spider-Man the Animated Series on DVD. Yeah. And I would get all of those. And so they have... When Daredevil came out, they did a Spider-Man and Daredevil one. Okay. I, I think I remember the cover, out. like half of it's Spider-Man, yeah. half of it's... Yep. Mm-hmm. And and so that's how I kind of rewatched them and got myself pumped up for the 2003 Ben Affleck movie, which is also part of my history. I I, I like it. I, I mean... I do too. I don't... If you watch this certain version... Of yeah. That. And that's the thing. If you watch the rated R director's cut, it's actually quite good and makes more sense. And not too far off from the show, minus the love, I guess. But even that, I mean, the playground scene aside, which was fun for the time. (laughs) But, I mean, they did get quite a few of the beats right. You don't like uh, seesaw fighting, you know, ninjutsu? I'll watch Jennifer Garner do just about anything. uh, But, yeah, uh, (laughs) like, when she dies at the hand of Bullseye, all of that, even the dialogue, is ripped straight from Frank Miller's run. Okay. Like the card, slitting her throat, and all that stuff is straight from the book. Mm. So, I mean, there's elements of that movie that are actually quite good. But it, it did know. start a trend for me that I... When, it didn't start the trend, but it at a young age, when I saw the movie, I, I hate it now in movies. Well, in superhero movies. It's when they... You know, after, you know, like they kind of put their symbol that like they make the time to uh, mm. do their symbol Press on, on something symbol or on or things. if it's out of flames, that's even more ridiculous to me. Yeah, that I'm, was bad. <laughs> did you know that? Uh, so what I'm referring to in the movie, uh, there's a reporter that's been your. Uh, yeah, he's going like uh, this was Daredevil's uh, sighting and and they go. How do you know? And he throws his match on the like, not even looking anywhere. Yeah, he just like he throws it on the ground, it and it shows DD. In you know, fire. like perfect, <laughs> a perfect DD on the ground yeah. for a blind man. Yeah, <laughs> and well, he's got spatial, and, you know, but, reasoning. But what's funny about it is that you see the reflection in his glasses, yeah. and what's funny is that it's not right. It's no. it's wrong. It should be the other way and yeah. be backwards on. And it's on both lenses, like yeah. perfectly centered. Yeah. It- <laughs> Good old Joe Pantoliano. Well, 
One Someone that, didn't wear glasses. That's doesn't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, doesn't know that that's not how reflections work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then that movie coming out made me get into the comic books, and so I have, like, Essential Daredevil Volume 1 that has the first 25 issues in black and white. And then I read Kevin Smith's Guardian Devil. Okay. Which I'll get into, I yeah. think, later. Eh, maybe not. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I what, will. Well, yeah, because it's in my top three stories, so we'll we'll get into that well, later. Well, we haven't really... Well, first off, we didn't really say what what Daredevil is, <laughs> what he is, like... True. Yeah, so... So, for those that don't know, I guess I could actually... Well, you got into the whole our history I, thing, I know, you we... Know, you're jumping the gun. We're, we're new to this, people. This is brought to you yep, by one of us. This is brought to you by Red Hook Beer. <laughs> they don't really sponsor us, so don't sue us. Please. Uh, so Daredevil was created by Stanley and Bill Everett. He first appeared in Daredevil number one in April of 1964. Okay. Uh, Matt Murdock is blinded as a child by a radioactive substance that fell off of an out of control truck, and he was trying to push this old man out of the way to save him. And in doing so, he got the full brunt of the truck. Uh, and these chemicals, once they splashed onto him, ended up blinding him, for one. But in blinding him, it got into his body and heightened all of his other senses. So he can hear a conversation, you know, blocks away. He can hear your heartbeat. Um, he can read a newspaper just by running his fingers along it. It doesn't need to be Braille. Like, he can read print. Oh, is that in by... the comics? Yeah. Well, how does that work? Then? I don't... Well, he can... His touch is so sensitive that he can feel the ink oh, over okay. the paper. I never knew that. that yeah. I'm going like, wait a minute. That's, that's a fun fact for you. I, I learned... <laughs> the more you know. Yeah, exactly. He has perfect balance because of every, all mm. of his stuff. I mean, and he just... He's great. He has like the sonar sense, so his his hearing essentially creates a sonar effect where he can see without being able to see. It's mm. just not like Daredevil season one or two uh, does a really good job, kind of showing he sees things as a world on fire because of his radar sense. He he can't see a clear image. It's just the sound waves bouncing off of you that he can see the sort of outlined shape of who you are. Well, that's pretty cool. You kind of brought sight into it. I want to ask you, out of the three daredevils that we know of, I, I mean, for media-wise, mm -hmm. um, I don't recall the, the TV show version of it, but I do remember Ben Affleck's version of how he sees and Spider-Man's mm -hmm. daredevil. You know, what What version do you like more out of the three? I liked the way they did it in the Ben Affleck movie, because it kind of showed the ripple. The, of, the sprinklers? And the... Well, you know, like, well, when he's first in the hospital bed, and the sound of the IV drip mm. sent this sort of shock wave of sound throughout the room. Yeah. And, and then it still went to black as there was silence. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I thought that was pretty cool, but I also like the imagery of the world on fire that they do in Netflix. Well, they also did that in Spider-Man. I mean, now that you kind of say it's mm -hmm. an, on fire, like in, in the cartoon show, they show everything all red, but yeah. you can kind of see like kind of a shape. Like it's not a clear shape, but you could, he's seen, you know, somebody behind a wall going like, all right, everyone, let's. 
go this way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> just I'm just thinking like that's action packed kids, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's going like hey, walk over this way, Spider Man. Let's go this way. Okay, that sounds good. Well, I was gonna go this way, but you you got this. I'll I'll follow you. Yep. Uh, his father was a boxer named Battling Jack Murdoch. And he was killed by gangsters after refusing to throw a fight that left, which uh, left Matt an orphan. His mo- mother ditched them uh, when Matt was just a baby, and his his father's death sort of made him want to get into law, and so he becomes a lawyer after graduating from Columbia Law School. And his best friend and roommate was Franklin Foggy Nelson, who they opened a uh, practice together. Called okay. Franklin and Murdoch. Not, not, uh, or Nelson and Murdoch. Nelson and Murdoch. That's what it's. I'm getting all excited. No, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, after, so this episode kind of gave me a reason to, to finish up Daredevil, all, uh, the third season, which I had not watched in the last couple of years because there's so much to watch now. Yeah. And it, this, what I like about this show is that it gives me a reason to, to finish certain things like yeah. that. And yeah, I mean, there's just yeah, I it just remind rewatching the show reminded me how much I love the character Foggy Nelson, mm. you know, in the Daredevil show anyway. Yeah, I I didn't care for the Ben Affleck, uh, uh, John Favreau. John Favreau. <laughs> well, I mean, they don't really give him much to do. I mean, and it's just one movie, so he's sort of the he, bumbling he's just friend take, sidekick. He's just taking notes of like, all right, don't do this, mm-hmm. make. All right, Iron Man will get be better than this. <laughs> it's crazy to think that, yeah, that it started that way, and then the young Kevin Smith as the mortician or whatever. In in the Ben Affleck movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. So good. Uh, Wally Wood introduced Daredevil's modern red costume in issue number seven, uh, which depicts Daredevil fighting the Submariner of all people. Uh, before that, he had Wait. this yellow and brown suit. The reason he went red is for this the for a one piece suit like <laughs> a banana hammock. <laughs> well, I mean, it was more just changing the design. You know, they didn't Namor? really care for the. Well, yeah, Submariner's awesome, man. Uh, I'll get you to come around. Uh, it's gonna be a while. <laughs> <laughs> they need to make a movie of it so you can see. He was Marvel's second superhero. I I didn't know that, but. I didn't know he was the reason why Daredevil went. Bad. Well, he's not the reason, but that is what happened. Also happened in that issue. I'm I'm just gonna. I I like that idea more actually. Just think, <laughs> I need I'm, red. I'm fighting blue. I need to wear red. It'll confuse the sharks when I swim <laughs> through their blood. Wow. Uh, let's see more history. Gary Conway took over as writer with issue number seventy-two, uh, which had him move over to San Francisco. And made Black Widow a co-star of the series. And issues 93 through 108 were actually titled Daredevil and the Black Widow. Oh, okay. So they were a thing for a long time in the books. So, so in the books, I've, I've only read a couple of the books. Mm -hmm. And I kind of got that, I mean, from uh, Guardian Devil. Yeah. That, I got that impression. Like, it, it pretty much lays out most of the history with me. Like, what... (laughs) the highlights and the of daredevil history so well i mean that's the great thing about kevin smith is that he's a lover of the character 
and has known him for a long time and is also why he was in the movie and all this stuff. And so he can drop those little Easter eggs and references and things. Doesn't quite work so well with Batman, apparently, with all the fans. I mean, I like it, <laughs> but we're... I haven't read it, but I yeah, I, I know there's controversy. You should read it. It's good. I know. It's on my list. I like it, but some people don't like the idea of Batman pissing himself. That's so... so oh. <laughs> We could get into it, but yep. we got to talk about Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil. Uh, the writing and editing jobs went to Marv Wolfman with issue number 124, uh, which wrote... Love him. Yeah, he's great. Uh, th- he created uh, Deathstroke, didn't he? Hmm. I, uh, I believe so. I Look that up on your device. Oh, you can't. It's doing stuff. Someone look that up and let me know. I'm pretty <laughs> sure, because he did Teen Titans, didn't he? Yeah, he wrote about Teen Titans, but he wasn't yeah. the creator. Right, right. But I feel like he was partially responsible for Deathstroke and his... I don't know. I could be talking out of my ass. We should do a Deathstroke episode, and then I'll know. We'll add that onto the list. Yeah, we should. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see here. So, Marv Wolfman started on 124. He wrote the Black Widow out of the series and returned Daredevil to Hell's Kitchen. Uh... Wolfman's 20-issue run also included the introduction of one of Daredevil's main villains, Bullseye. Mm-hmm. Which is I, a big deal. It is. Yeah. I, yeah. Again, yeah. we'll get into it. You yeah. Know. Uh, Frank Miller joined the book as a penciler in issue number 158. Was I right? You were right. Marv Boom. Wolfman and George Perez. I knew it. Never doubt me. <laughs> I always doubt, but... I doubt that. (laughs) Uh, So Frank Miller joined the book as a penciler with issue 158 on May 1979 and would eventually take over as the writer. And Miller, for my money, and I think pretty much any real Daredevil fan would say Frank Miller's run on Daredevil is the run on Daredevil. Now, which one? The Man Without Fear or... or, uh... Yes, to all of the things. (laughs) I mean, he did so many things. Yeah, I mean, pretty much most of media wise is referencing Miller's yeah. work. Yeah. I mean he he essentially Batman year one Daredevil. Uh, yeah. And yeah. that is a huge influence of what they did with the Netflix show. And the movie. And the movie, yeah. Minus the love scenes. Yeah. <laughs> and Evisons. Yeah. Uh so I got a whole a uh, couple sections here on what Miller did. He essentially ignored all of Daredevil's continuity prior to his run on the series, and on the occasions where older villains and supporting cast were used, uh, their characterizations and history with Daredevil were completely changed. So, I mean, he he essentially retooled the book and made it his own. Like Jeff Johns' Aquaman, kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. Said all the things you thought you knew are right, kind of, but this is what's really going on and why you should care. We're going to make it more better. Yeah. Uh, his father, Jack Murdoch, was reimagined as a drunk who abused Matt. Uh, he entirely revised Daredevil's reasons for becoming a lawyer. Um, Miller's the reason why Kingpin was introduced as, as Daredevil's primary villain. Uh, let's see here. I missed my spot. Uh, Daredevil uh, was gradually developed into something more of an anti-hero and in issue 181 
from April 1982, he actually attempts to murder Bullseye by throwing him off a tall building, and then when he realized that he survived, he breaks into his hospital room and tries to scare him to death by playing a two-man variation on Russian roulette with a secretly unloaded gun. I gotta read that up now. Yeah. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, there's a, it, it's a pretty famous, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's Daredevil actually pointing a gun at the reader on the cover. Yeah, I think it's, there was... It's a very pretty famous cover in the world of Daredevil. I think I've seen it, yeah. you know, or at least a version of it, like, mm-hmm. referencing that. Yeah. Uh, Miller also introduced ninjas, which ninjas! would be the hands. Ninjas! Ninja! Mortal Kombat! Uh, he brought oh. a martial arts aspect to Daredevil's <laughs> fighting skills and introduced previously unseen characters who had played a major part in his youth, like Stick and a rival organization like The Hand, like I said, and Elektra, an ex-girlfriend who would eventually become a member of The Hand. And and then he killed her. <laughs> well, we can also thank Frank Miller for being partially the inspiration for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Or kind of step as, all over my stuff. Well, It's one of my fun facts, Andrew. Well, I... But Sorry, go ahead. I ruined it, but I, I'll cry. <laughs> in my I'll let you contribute, too. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I. <laughs> no, I feel bad. Just... <laughs> As you should. But I'll let you. No, talk but uh, when you were saying the names like the Foot Clan and mm-hmm. and Stick and you know some of these other names, like I I think of the inspiration for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Uh, how they're, or no wait, you it, it's the hand. The hand was yeah Daredevil. Uh, so with Daredevil, they use the hand and renamed him as the foot clan and with stick being the master it was master splinter yeah for yeah that's and then they've gone on record the creators of the ninja turtles have gone on record to say that daredevil was 100 percent an inspiration for the creation of ninja turtles well was there other names i i'm Uh, those are the main ones is that the the hand became the foot clan and Stick became Master Splinter. And, you know, their being ninjas, of course, was a big part of it, too. And, you know, the original Ninja Turtle books were actually much darker. I, I, have you read them? No, I want to. But I heard in, like, one of the first issues, they actually kill Shredder. Oh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in his first appearance, I'm pretty sure they actually kill him. I could be wrong, because that has happened. But not on this episode, Wolfman. We're we're one hundred percent right. <laughs> yes, yeah, this so far. Or Justin is. Yeah, I'm I'm wrong. <laughs> You're right about the Ninja Turtle thing. You just you know, beat me to it. <sighs> well, what are what are your favorite comics of of Daredevil? Like, well, so I got a top three list going. I wanted to do more, but I didn't want to make a whole big production about it. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I only got. I think I've only read. I know I've read some more. I just I can only think of two of storylines. Mm-hmm. You know, well, so they're probably on here. Yep, <laughs> most likely. Uh, so my number three was actually what was a loose inspiration for uh, Daredevil season three, which was Born Again. Okay, I have not read that. You should. It's really good. Essentially, Karen Page sells uh, Matt Murdock's secret identity. For drugs mm. and tells kingpin about it 
And so Kingpin systematically destroys Matt Murdock. Like his law practice is like blown to smithereens and is burned to the ground and he's not daredevil anymore and he's like i'm pretty sure he's a fugitive for a while like it's a whole thing about daredevil being essentially ripped apart and torn down to the bare essentials and him having to build himself back up okay yeah well i don't have a top three i just got top two fair enough so do you want me to start on my two sure um if I had to pick one of my favorites of the two, I'd say Man Without Fear would be my number two. It is my number two. It, it I just love the artwork of it, mm-hmm. the grittiness, and I, I, I mean, I like the suits, but I really like the black outfit, bandana, yeah. and the uh, Muay Thai, you know, rope, you know, the Thai rope around his hands, you know, yeah. just the raw tenacity of it. Well, all. yeah, I mean, essentially for those that haven't read it, what we've, what you've seen on daredevil season one, and even a lot in season three, where in that black suit is more or less inspired by this run. Well, I, I season two of daredevil, I'd say was a lot more inspired by that series. Cause well, the yeah, but I mean of, the suit, the black suit. Oh yeah. The suit was, but yeah, the, the storyline is, very much the Electra section of season two. Would you say like it's kind of like a year one storyline kind of idea? Yeah, uh, and that's like I said earlier. I mean, because Frank Miller did Batman Year One, mm-hmm. which is the first year you know Bruce Wayne was trying to be Batman in Gotham, and this is more or less the exact same thing. It's Daredevil before he's put on the suit. I think even at the end. Well- he you, it shows him flipping off a building and you see the yellow suit and then the red suit like this is very much I, his, I do remember that yeah, panel yeah his coming into being daredevil yeah and it also has a storyline of like uh, Electra who is mm-hmm. drawn very differently than you know like yeah the big poofy hair the radically poofy hair as mm-hmm. most of Frank Miller's uh, women are mostly drawn oh yeah and Sin City like she's wearing like a one piece black like it's not that traditional red or bandana like we mm-hmm. kind of know her as and you know she's just kind of playing with Matt Murdock like when he was in college I believe yep. is the storyline and she's like driving crazy cars and be like Matthew come on in <laughs> uh, I'm sorry if my <laughs> impression my that was impression Bane ask uh, Matthew, come it's on more in. Like a, it's more like a Swedish <laughs> man going like, Matthew. You're coming into the car now. Come into the car. We're going to go vroom vroom. And drive you off a cliff. <laughs> It'll be fun. Yeah. Most badass assassins just <laughs> turn into... <laughs> Swedish chef from the Muppets. <laughs> bork, bork. But uh, yeah, it, but- it's a great series. And if you're new to Daredevil... I would definitely recommend reading it because it gives you all of that backstory and the stuff with Matt's mom and just all of it is sort of, this is a a great starting point. It's like reading Batman Year One for Batman. You get that sense of introduction where you don't need to know all the backstory and all the lengthy history of the character to really get something out of it. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, if, First time Daredevil reader, read that one first. You know, 
So you want to so tell us your number one? My number one, which I'm imagining is your number one, and <laughs> because yeah. you've only read two things, and I know what they are, <laughs> especially now that I know you're number two, Yep, uh, is Kevin Smith's Guardian Devil. Yes. I bought this book when the Ben Affleck movie was coming out. I went to our local bookstore back when we had a local bookstore. Boy, I didn't know it came out that long ago. Oh, yeah. I've got it, the copy I bought right over there. It was called Visionaries. Well, I- what happened... To do a history, and I'm going to get the years wrong, so I'm not even going to try, but essentially in the mid-90s-ish, early to mid-90s, yeah, uh, Joe Quesada and a bunch of people wanted to take lesser-known Marvel characters that weren't necessarily doing well, that had a lot of potential, and revamp the books in a new and exciting way. And they brought on, like, all-star writers and artists and shit. You know, they read it in humans. And they called it Marvel Knights. Okay. And huh. so they did Inhumans. They did a run on Black Panther that's very popular and famous. They did an animated series for BET about it. Yep. Um, and they brought on Kevin Smith to do Daredevil because he was such a fan. And Joe Quesada did the art. What had he written by then? Like to put faith in Marvel to go like Clerks yeah. and Mall Rats. The same thing he trades on now, Clerks and Mall Rats. I think he had like just done Mall Rats. Hmm. Which really highlighted his love of comics and Stan Lee was in it, of course. Yeah, I guess. I mean I I'm just thinking who had you know, how did he get enough juice for them to go like oh, yeah, you can write. You can let's do it. Well, I mean the other thing is that like I said, these were characters that were getting close to cancellation they were not doing so well and their characters were so i don't want to say obscure but you know people wanted their spider-mans their x-men's and wolverine Mm. and that stuff out of marvel and you know this is long before the days where the avengers were as popular as they are now Mm. so you know it was like why not you know let's just give it a shot and it turned out spectacular you know he can get a little wordy as he does in real life. I don't mind that. I don't know. either. You know, it really helped the book. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of really cool, you know, side characters and guest spots. And towards the end of the book, I mean, you see just almost the entire Marvel Universe. Well, don't we don't want to reveal the ending. No, of it, but... I, I, I'm not going to. But I mean, you know, Spider-Man's in it and Doctor Strange is in it. Yes. And I don't mm-hmm. even want to reveal the villain of it. Oh, because it's such a cool thing. But the do you like podcasts with interruptions? I know I do. <laughs> well, due to technical difficulties and zero battery life, we had a cutout. So bear with us right now. And back to the show. As I was saying, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we screwed up here. <laughs> <laughs> Minor technical difficulties, but they've been resolved as of now. As you heard from our ad, that was, I'm sure, pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was great. I'm not listening to it, but it's, I'm sure it's fine. Uh, so anyway, the way they introduced this villain, who up until this point was really kind of mediocre and, you know, just more of a laughing stock of a villain, and they play into that, and mm-hmm. they show kind of why and the ramifications of that and it's just it puts it in such a new light 
And it also deals with, again, we don't want to spoil this story for those that want to read it, but... But read it. Yeah, but read it. I mean, there's a very major occurrence at the end, which causes all the heroes to show up at the end, and yeah, but it's just fantastic. We, we can't recommend this for newcomers, because there it throws a lot of different characters at you if you're not, yeah. if you're not familiar, but Kevin Smith does a pretty good job at least establishing like okay these guys had a relationship at mm-hmm. one point okay uh karen page did sell daredevil at this point yeah you and know. this is post man without fear this is post born again i would essentially just read those two things to really give yourself at least some, i read guardian devil with nothing knowing virtually yeah. nothing and well, i was I mean, fine same here so i mean it's it's certainly doable but i think to fully appreciate it I would read Man Without Fear and Born Again. Okay. All right. Well, that's our comic section. Oh. Uh, let's see. So I had a few other fun facts that you didn't step all over, like the turtle thing. Uh, so in issue number 16, num- uh, May 1966, that's where he first meets Spider-Man. Okay. I actually have that. Right you there. actually have the comic? I do. Huh. I found it at our local comic bookery. Really? I did. It well, It's not Was great. it a dollar? No. Oh, man, damn. Slightly more than a dollar. He, they're not good at finding <laughs> gems like that, but I, I could see why he would charge a little bit more. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I mean, I found year one, first issue, for a dollar. Really? I was like, suckers. <laughs> Uh, yes, I would like to purchase these five uh, <laughs> mediocre $1 bins, you know. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, all the books, all the impressive books I have were much more than a dollar. Oh, man, I got some of these for free. <laughs> oh, jeez, you're horrible. Uh, so, yeah, let's see. A letter from Spider-Man unintentionally exposed Daredevil's secret identity at one point in the book. Uh, which compelled Matt Murdock to adopt a third identity as his twin brother, Mike Murdock. <laughs> and that lasted for quite a while. <laughs> well, and they actually make a joke about that in uh, the Netflix show. Wait, a third personality? Or is it, or... Well, the um, when... I'm trying to remember... I think it's Daredevil Season 1 when he's talking with Claire and he's giving her a fake name. And huh. I, I think one of them okay. is, and it's Mike. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a weird. What when do you think that was made? Silver Age or? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. He was named Empire's thirty seventh greatest comic book character. Uh, yeah. He was ranked twenty first among uh, Wizards' top two hundred greatest comic book characters, mm-hmm. and IGN ranked him ten out of a hundred. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And then my turtle thing, which you already said. Big jerk. <laughs> you know what? Now I'm just going to take pride after all this bitching and moaning. Yeah. Yeah, I took it. So what? Yeah. So that's, <laughs> those are all of the fun facts that I have. Wow. That, that Isn't is, that fun? That, that was fun. Good. I'm glad uh, you enjoyed that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I like the ranking of that. You know, that mm-hmm. seems just about right, you know. I mean, if I wasn't such a Batman fan, I think if I was more of a Marvel guy, I think I would make this character more my favorite just because of... He definitely has... I mean, he's the closest... Some people say Moon Knight is the closest to Batman, but 
but daredevil really especially with what frank miller did obviously well he speaks to me a little bit more because i went to private school with actual nuns and mm. yeah that would do it you know and we, you know still had that mass and yeah huh. and it was a dark gloomy church not the fun like all right kids let's clap your hands for jesus <laughs> jesus fair enough uh so i've got a few before we get into our top uh for netflix episodes I have some different things from me in other media that he's oh, appeared in. Yeah. So uh, Rex Smith portrayed the first live-action Daredevil in the NBC 1989 TV movie, The Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Ah, uh, as, as the, uh, just the lawyer, right? Not the actual... Oh, he suited up as Daredevil. Oh, he did? Yep. Oh, that's... It, it was, was a very crappy... I'll show you a picture of it. I think I have it somewhere. Well, would you say that Stanley's first official cameo he does i don't know yeah he's a member of the jury yeah. and hulk lifts up the jury box and he jumps it's out it's gotta be if, if it's not his first it's definitely one of his first yeah yeah well i mean like besides voiceover for uh the cartoon show yeah right but that's different that's not him like oh, i am i'm part of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh frank welker Voiced him in Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, the episode Attack of the Arachnoid. Voice. He's also the voice of uh, uh, Fred from Scooby-Doo. So yeah. imagine that voice with... That's Daredevil. <laughs> Daredevil. Come uh, on, gang. Let's go <laughs> solve a mystery. I'm Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Spider-Man the Animated Series, which we already talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fantastic Four episode, And a Blind Man Shall Lead Them. I don't. I didn't get the voice, but I I've watched that episode and it's pretty bad. Oh, right. And then of course the 2003 Ben Affleck and uh, 2015 Charlie Cox. Yep. Which that's pro- that's our primary favorite uh, version of yeah. at least of media wise. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's. I remember when the Netflix shows were announced and how excited I was that hey they're doing Daredevil again and it's more or less under the marvel umbrella so if it's as good as the movies which by that point 2013 14 they announced it so we were right at the beginning of phase two in the iron man 3 era or so yeah i mean it was this excited sort of hesitant agents of shield is pretty good can they make daredevil good and it blew me away like season one is still probably one of my favorite well, seasons of a show it, it kind of helps that that netflix is flexible and they they don't they're not on a network they don't yeah. need to condense it for time they can do as many episodes they want mm-hmm. which kind of hurt them in some of the later netflix yeah, shows but you know, that and, commitment to 13 but and it's rated ma which oh i shouldn't have been watching it then i'm not nearly mature i knew it oh uh, I mean, I'm old, but I'm not mature enough for this. Well, you know... I don't think we'd be doing this if we were too mature. <laughs> True. Uh, you know, for me, Daredevil works so much better as a series. Mm. You know, he doesn't need the big action set pieces that some of the other comic book characters need, you know, to be in a movie. And he just has that serial crime drama style of story. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I... I mean, you put it that way, I kind of think of other superheroes that would work perfectly like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, not every one of them can work in real time day, but Daredevil's kind of a, you know, street dude, you know, besides yeah. the powers, mm-hmm. you know. 
And, you know, his powers can be subdued enough to where it's not like, oh, we need to show webs flipping and we need to show claws coming out and all this crazy shit. It's just like, no, I, I know martial arts and I can hear stuff. Just trust me. Well, he didn't really have the sticks too much in the series, just only Mm-mm. in the second season. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, that's I mean, where he it's... got the billy club with the grappling hook and all that crazy shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I think of Ben Affleck's version of, <laughs> you know, just all this crazy CGI work of mm-hmm. wire. and That was so lovely. Anyway. All right. You want to start on your top? Sure. Your, your fourth? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm wishing I had written down what this one was. Oh, okay. So, season four, or not season four, my number four pick is season three, episode 13, entitled A New Napkin. I, I put that down, too. It's on your list. I mean, it's such a great episode. This is essentially our sign-off for Daredevil. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. And what I liked about it, because one, we knew it was coming... And so it was like, okay, how is this going to end? Is this going to be one of those things where it's like, God, they really need a season four? Or is it going to be one of those gratifying endings? And it kind of lands somewhere in the middle. I'd say, I'd say more like it does like 80% more in the good finale versus, yeah, you know, I, yeah. Uh, well, I'll let you get to that. I'll yeah. I mean, say. if. As this is the end, and if we never, ever get to see Charlie Cox's Daredevil again, which breaks my heart in ways that I can't even describe, this is a fitting end for the story that they were telling. It gives a good stopping point to, okay, from here on is where you would know him from the books. And, you know, I mean, when I read the title of the episode, a new napkin, I was so curious what it meant. Mm -hmm. You know, I was going like, that's such a odd choice. Yeah. But then when you see what it is, I won't spoil it. Mm -hmm. It it was actually kind of almost, you know, touching, you know, it was nice. Almost kind of touching. Can you softball that in a little bit better? It's okay to like Marvel. They do good stuff. (laughs) It's good. I'll put it that. (laughs) I mean, in the context of the show, when you realize what a new napkin means, I said it's such a brilliant way to wrap up the series if it must be the wrap up, and potentially kick off what could have been an amazing season four, and hopefully one day we'll get that. Yeah, oh, but you know, and also the fight scene in general yeah, with that end fight between Daredevil and Kingpin was and, brutal. And bullseye, and like, bullseye in there. Yeah. You know when he goes full crazy like mm-hmm. having the the dead girl i mean i could say it's been a while it's been yeah. out where he has his dead like girl he's been stalking like in the car with him like oh yeah, yeah we just want to give fisk a, a present you know and mm-hmm. and he's like just and you see like the crazy stuff that we saw in uh oh in the ben affleck movie of mm-hmm. their version of bullseye like how he's using like broken glass and throwing yeah. it but you see him use everything, you yeah. know, like a, a bowl, a hat, and, you know, like just Yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing about Bullseye is everything becomes a deadly weapon with him. I, I just love I just love his fight and his character, how yeah. they do such a good job on this show of, like, going the psychology of 
their characters like yeah. why are they so messed up and you know we get hints of it you know like oh you killed animals but at the end was like no this is what it really happens if you yeah. don't get good therapy and yeah follow like a he's girl. nutter butters yeah in every possible way i love you what <laughs> no <laughs> just crazy dude crazy yeah i need to watch that season again i need to watch it all again so what's your number four well um it's from season uh uh season well that uh it would be well i kind of mixed up i i i didn't make them put them in order so i'm I, I do have my four. They're just yeah. not actually in four through two. Yeah, I, I would go three. with uh, season two, episode nine, uh, where uh, it's season two had the Punisher in it. Mm-hmm. But what I liked about the episode is uh, Fisk's speech to uh, the Punisher, where uh, he wasn't introduced in the the season until that point. Yeah. And he's talking to him of going, I play the long game, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, you just kind of get an idea of like, he's going to, he's setting up as they're speaking of all the crazy stuff he's going to do as we already know he was going to have a, they were going to have a third season Yeah, and it made you excited and, and him just beating the crap out of the Punisher, mm-hmm. like on the table with his animal, like you know, ferocity. Yeah. Like, like a giant ape. You know, going, <laughs> ah! Yeah. And he's brutal. Just... And you know, we talked about this earlier tonight before we started recording. D'Onofrio does such an, has makes such interesting choices as Kingpin that at first I didn't like it because it's so off base of what I thought it would be and should be. But getting into season one, he's perfect. Like he is so great as that character. Well, like, I mean, I I had to replace this pun. I mean, this one with another one where he beats up a Russian like with a door, oh, just I love because that scene. just because he inter you know interrupted a dinner date mm-hmm. with uh, Vanessa. Vanessa. <laughs> well, just so Vincent Vino- D'Onofrio's character, like every time he talks, it seems like he's making an exclamation <laughs> point on every other word, like uh, <laughs> the city, Daredevil will lose but vanessa we have to play the long game here it's so weird and it's such a i don't know like an aggressive way of talking and he's just sort of this giant man child but it works so well with the story they're telling in the show and the just the choices that he makes just i might have to watch this show he's semi-tall but they they kind of like angle it just right to make him mm-hmm. just towering over the Punisher, who yeah. criminal bosses fear this guy, but yet the Kingpin is not afraid. You know, he knows he's crazy, but he knows he has more power over him. Yeah. Uh, my number three is season one, episode nine, Speak of the Devil. And this is where Daredevil fights Nobu from the hand. Okay. And he just gets brutalized. It's. I think, I mean, they kind of show it throughout the episode, but it's where he's still in the black suit and Nobu's in his hand ninja outfit and they're in that warehouse. Yeah. And he has that knife chain thing and he's just beating the shit out of him. And it, 
it's just an amazing fight and introduce it it's our first introduction at the idea of the hand being in this series before it went full bore in season two yeah that's just it's awesome okay well my third one was the new napkin so Hmm. i've we're past that fair enough so my number two is season one episode 13 entitled daredevil and i mean it's such a wonderful ending for a season it tees up so much and we get to see uh the red suit for the first time even though thankfully they tweaked the mask going into season two Hmm. and my favorite part though is kingpin in the back of the police truck giving that speech about the good samaritan yeah I love that speech so much. He he gets all these good lines that, you know. He really does. Mm-hmm. Well, my my number 2. Are we on number 2, right? I'm mm-hmm. I'm tired. Me too. <laughs> so, uh, it's season 3, episode 9, Revelations, <laughs> where you realize where you learn how deep the kingpin is. And how he did play this long game. Like, it goes 10 minutes before it goes into, like, the credit, I mean, the intro, you know, of just showing how he played this poor FBI agent who thought he had a lucky break. But, and, but he learns of why he's so poor. Mm -hmm. And uh, because the fit, uh, the kingpin. Uh, made sure insurance companies dropped him and and he had to pay out of his own pocket to save his sister from cancer and yeah. it just makes you feel so bad for a good guy who gets put in this situation and you know the, just the whole episode I mean like I didn't like the guy at first I was going like because they started the season three with this random character I was going like mm-hmm. why should I care yeah what <laughs> Who is this guy? Oh, mm-hmm. Okay, so he gets Fist to confess. Okay, but I didn't think he was going to be like a, you know, a a leading character on yeah. the show. And you just see, just you see in his face, just feeling so bad about doing all this and how he can't do a thing. And he, as he keeps learning, like, you know, my director was part of, is also under Kingpin's yeah. thumb, and there was stuff with Matt, you know. Um, Shoot, I got it. I just watched it just last week, like all of it, real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, only once. I didn't watch it five times, as I'm guessing you have, Justin. Yeah, probably pretty close. It has been a while, though. Uh, maybe ten. Uh, who's counting? Right. <laughs> so, and I think it's also revealed that Matthew's mother is also the nun. Yep. I mean, I knew that from the comics, mm-hmm. but you know, you you love her character and how, um. You, I think, yeah. You also learn of why she gave up Matthew. You know, of she explains that you know I didn't know it at the time that it was postpartum depression after giving birth, but I thought it was just uh, God telling me that I committed the biggest sin. Right. You know, and that that just made me go, wow, that's a great way of writing that in. Mm-hmm. You know. And you feel for the nun, you know, as, you know, that's a serious thing now. Yeah. And, and you, yeah, it's, they're right. You know, they probably didn't have a name back then. 
Yeah, I mean, they really adapted the ideas behind Born Again really well for the third season. I mean, there's always stuff that they either can't do because it doesn't quite fit or, you know, things that were happening in the comics that they referenced that they can't really do in the show because those things haven't happened yet or whatever. But season three is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so do you want to be the one to reveal your number one? I or? will be the one I to almost, do my one. I have a feeling we're going to have the same one. I'm guessing, but... I'm intrigued by what yours is. I don't know if yours will be mine, um, but mine will be mine. Season one, episode two, Cut yeah, Man. Yeah, yep. And That's it right. is... See, we got, we got it going on. I like this. I mean, it's... The, the cool thing about Daredevil as a character, and he's why he made it onto my big list of things i wanted to talk about is that he's a character who no matter how many times he gets beaten down he always gets back up and aside from the fact that this particular episode and scene which is the end hallway fight spawned every season of a netflix show having a hallway fight is it all of them or is it just only with daredevil involved it's pretty much all of them i mean they don't all do them as well and they're not None of them have been nearly as memorable, I think, but pretty much every season that I can think of has had something very similar to the hallway fight, or pretty close to. Well, like, yeah, so my reason of loving it is mostly because of that hallway fight. I mean, yeah. I mean, what you don't know about me, I, I actually know quite a few movies and and shows that do these long takes or mm -hmm. a one take shot where uh something cool has to happen or like a i mean not so much of like dialogue wise right. you know but, but just like a long it's kind of like the west wing aaron sorkin long takes where they do these giant speeches that wrap around hallways and well, shit I, I think of like anne hathaway in les miserables singing that one Ta uh, I song, uh, I know. <laughs> I figured, but uh, it's that one or Tony Jaw's uh, movie, The Protector. If you haven't seen nope. that one, uh, I know that's a big. And I, I'm no where of it. He goes like stories up, fighting all these dudes in mm -hmm. one take. You know, but let's get back to Daredevil. I'm yeah. just saying, I'm a fan of these kind of shots. Yeah, I am too. What? And I think there are a few hidden edits. That if you're really looking for them, you can find like whenever they go into a into black, you I know, think like this up against one the wall. was actually just one take. I hope so. I mean, I'm sure they did it a couple of times, but mm -hmm. that one got famous because of being like, yeah, this was done in one take. Yeah, and Spectre does well, it I mean, too like, in the opening no, of Spectre. Well, I mean, but, one long shot. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's just it's fantastic and the way they go in and out of rooms and what I really liked about it was you see him get tired. There's so few and that's one of the things that really attracted me to these Netflix shows is that they show these heroes as people. Yeah. In a way that the movies, even the good Marvel movies hadn't really done because they don't have that kind of time to play with. Mm -hmm. But with this like it, it's a weird thing to reference but like you see jessica jones on the toilet you know working and stuff and it's like you don't see that in spider-man no it's you know you see that these are real people trying to do their best trying to be heroes and you see him you know daredevil collapse against a wall and breathe and go <sighs> and then go okay i gotta do another one 
Well, what made me amazed by that scene is just the camera work. Like, mm-hmm. it's in a small hallway, and this guy is whoever's working the camera. Like, I'm looking around. Like, I'm looking at the ceiling. I'm looking at the floor. Just mm-hmm. seeing like Trying how they could the do track. it because Daredevil comes in. He knocks a door down, and this door is in the middle of this hallway. Yeah. So. I'm looking for wires. I'm looking for anything. But this, whoever worked the camera was amazing because he just, he walks over this door and is able to keep it steady as he can. Yeah. And while doing that, like, he glimpses at the wall a couple of times, but it kind of shows, like, this was done in one long shot take, you know. And, and they swing around and they go back and forth and into rooms. Yeah, you like it doesn't go into the room, right? But it, you, but see it, you get a shot it. of the room where he, uh, the two rooms mm-hmm. that he's fighting in. That is is just cool. It is, and I mean, you hear all this hullabaloo and ruckus, and then someone gets flung out of the room. Then he throws a toaster at a guy or a microwave at a guy. Yeah. And it's, well, in the second season, I it was down like a stairway, but those. Mm-hmm. Those I'm those were hidden edits. You, yeah, you can clearly see those. Mm-hmm. The third one, they they did it a couple of times, but they used the very first take. And what made that one kind of cool, uh, I think it was like ep- the fourth or third episode. But anyway, he's fighting in the prison. Mm-hmm. There's also dialogue where he's confronted by yeah, you know, like Armenian looking dudes mm-hmm. and. You know, and then he's going through different, like, other people fighting. Like, he's not, he does fight in the beginning, but he's not fighting too much as it goes on. And that one was, like, 11 minutes versus this one right. being three minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, so. But this one, uh, the, why I picked this one as my favorite is just just the idea of him going over that busted door. Yeah. And it set it up for, you know, like being the second episode it set up everyone going like okay hey i think i'm gonna keep watching this yeah i mean for me just the opening scene of him in the confessional made me realize they're taking this seriously they're staying true to book which you know those are my two biggest things in any comic book movie i don't care if it's marvel dc or some indie thing you know take take it seriously but don't take it too seriously and stay as true to book as you can while still telling the best story you can. And Daredevil just does it every episode and every season. And season, episode two showed how amazing the fighting is going to be mm-hmm. and was throughout the entire series. Oh, that one was a lot more, I don't know, like more gunplay and ninjas, you know, mm-hmm. from other characters like the Punisher. Right. And, you know, like the the next like one or long shot take was uh through a stairway with all these SWAT guys you know yeah. that he's just being the crap out of mm-hmm. you know and yeah it's, yeah it's it's just fantastic and he does all of this just to save a kid which yep. makes it even better yeah and it just shows the lengths that he will go to and why he is such a cool character and like I was talking about you know no matter how many times he gets beaten up, down he gets back up. Yeah. And that's why I picked Daredevil. Yep. Well, that was great. Well, and <laughs> no man, I like how we don't mention the defenders. Uh, well, you know, that was another Netflix special with yeah. Daredevil. I mean, it's mostly a Daredevil kind of in, 
Yeah, especially since it dealt with the hand and all of that stuff. I, I didn't mind Defenders. I'm glad it was only eight episodes. Yes. The problem is the buildup was so big that it just wasn't... It, it just could, and it, it also followed and Iron Fist season one, which, which kind was of really not made that good. It down and you go, oh, okay. It got better, but it really did not I, help. I did not see second season. I didn't either. I heard it's good, but <laughs> but when the, all with all of them ending, it really took the wind out of my sails. It was only Sigourney Weaver and I guess uh daredevil and electra you know mm-hmm. that kind of saved that up ep- that se- series for me yeah definitely you know but, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you do it's at least we can still watch daredevil seasons one through three thankfully they're still on netflix and hopefully the show will get revived on hulu or or disney, disney plus. plus which i can't imagine that on disney plus but i heard they're buying they're gonna buy hulu yeah is that yeah you know, so hope hopefully that happens. Mm. You know, and hopefully who? Well, and there's Marvel stuff on Hulu already with Runaways and stuff like that's that. That's right. So. I, well, I don't have Hulu, so you should I, get it. That's nice. Well, I don't have that kind of money. I don't either. <laughs> Just Netflix money. That's mm. oh, and DC Universe. Work, well, you know. of course. All right, I think that's it. Well, do we for have the a... Daredevil topic? Oh yeah, we have the uh, the Funko Pop. Yeah, thing. we. I forgot. Like always, we'll try to finish every episode with. Is there a Funko Pop of it? And is and there, there a Funko is. Pop? Yep, there, there are is. several. There's. Um, they've done some for the comics. I've done stuff for the Netflix shows. But what is your favorite? I don't really have a favorite because I don't really have. I don't have any of Daredevil yet. Well, if you had some money. <laughs> if I had some money, I mean, I definitely would want to. I don't. It's hard because I love the Netflix show so much. Mm-hmm. I want a Netflix one and a com- classic comic book one. Okay. Of what they've made, but what I want to see them make. You can only pick one. I can only pick that, one. That exists right now. I'd have to go comic. At the end of the day, I always go classic. Okay. And I always want, you know, the way they traditionally look. I'm I'm kind of cheating, but it's the punish. It has the Punisher holding a Daredevil holding helmet. the devil mask. That is a cool one. I've seen that one. Yep. So. But I thought of one that I want to see, and that would be like a diorama, like they do the movie moments. Okay. But from the comics and Daredevil versus Bullseye. Okay. Would be. Would you awesome. want the TV show or the? You, oh, never mind. Comic. You said comic. Classic so. comic. You know, so Bullseye has his jumpsuit with the bullseye on the forehead, which was a nice now, touch in the show, by the way. I well, they only well they. They only show that as a, a baseball cap. I know, and, and but his still, eyes. it was a nice shirt. I I prefer the Ben Affleck's with the long trench coat. Well, <laughs> playing rattlesnakes sound effects mm-hmm. when he flips it around. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid, but I like that it was a scar, which yeah. got implemented in the comics mm-hmm. later on. Mm-hmm. So that was a nice touch. Yeah, it, it makes more sense than having like yeah, you get the got a bullet sign on my head shoot here (laughs) he's your target practice yep yep fair well anyway that's that's it for daredevil now you get to make your pick for what you get to talk about next time i'm picking out of my batman bucket i know it's finally (laughs) arrived it's finally here well i i stole from my kid Mm. sorry boy (laughs) so what do we got here Making sure I got one. And 
Oh, Dwayne McDuffie. Oh, I, already. I've been digging this guy lately, so I've been going like, ah, I like him, I want to read more. So He's done some great stuff in comics and cartoons. Yes, and I as I... As he's yeah, we'll we'll talk we'll about that. It. So anyway, next next episode will be Dwayne McDuffie. Yeah. So uh, thank you all for listening. I've been Justin. I'm Andrew. And uh, we'll see you around the nerds world. Bye. Bye. Bye.